Which teams have the best left wings in the Central Division? We discuss as we begin our Sizing Up the Central series today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we begin the Sizing Up the Central series, and we'll take a look at left wings throughout the Central Division today. With a look at the teams that are relying on some younger players to fill big spots and how the wild stack up amongst the left wings in the central. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now guiding you through the offseason here on Locked on Wild. As we mentioned, the month of August is going to be a deep dive into the Central Division. We're calling it Sizing Up the Central. And so we'll go position group by position group and look at how each team in the Central Division stacks up. We'll look at the starting line combinations as well. So it should be a fun one here to uh, get us through the month of August. Now, just as a disclaimer, what we did is we're using the combinations courtesy of the daily face-off. So obviously between now and the start of the season, things can change. Players may not uh, necessarily be in the spots in which they are listed uh, on the daily face-off, for instance, Minnesota Wild have uh, Marco Rossi a little further down in the lineup than I think we anticipate he'll be. So we're going to use those as a benchmark, and if there are any areas we need to tweak, we will. But basically, we're just trying to figure out which teams are the strongest at particular spots heading into 2022-2023. So let's look first at the contenders here in the Central Division. We'll start, of course, with the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. Their left wings, according to the Daily Faceoff, you've got Gabriel Landeskog, Valeri Nishushkin, Andrew Cogliano, and Darren Helm. For the Minnesota Wilds, Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Marcus Foligno, and Connor Dewar. The St. Louis Blues, Pavel Buchanevich, Brandon Saad, Ivan Barbashev, and Nathan Walker. The Predators, Philip Forsberg, Nino Niederreiter, Tanner Janot, and Zach Sanford. The Dallas Stars go with Jason Robertson, Jamie Benn, Mason Marchment, Joel Kivaranta. The Jets, Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers, Jansen Harkins, and Morgan Barron. The Chicago Blackhawks go with Philip Kuroshev, Tyler Johnson, Andreas Anthonisiu, and Boris Kachuk. The Coyotes finish it off with Nick Schmaltz, Lawson Cruz, Nick Ritchie, and Andrew Ladd. So, obviously, a lot of teams, kind of similar themes. 
when we look at the uh, the left wings with some really good players at the top of these lists. Uh, a lot of the teams that uh, were in playoff contention last year and look to be in playoff contention this year have some really solid players at the top of the list. I mean, let's just, for example, talk about the Colorado Avalanche here to start things off. Obviously, Gabriel Landeskog and Valeri Nishuskin, those are two pretty darn good left wingers, some of the best that you'll find in the Central Division. But because of salary cap space, because of players that were on the roster this past season that uh, were signed elsewhere due to those teams being able to offer a little more money, uh, you've got a situation in which the, uh, the Avalanche likely will be relying on players such as Andrew Cogliano and Darren Helm to man that bottom six and to fill those spots. Obviously, a lot of losses for the uh, the Avalanche. Although, tip of the cap to the Avs for being able to keep a large portion of that uh, Stanley Cup champion team together, uh, despite the limited resources to sign those guys. Uh, still, a very dangerous team, and one that's going to be a problem going into next year as well. So, what we're trying to do is just figure out who is a little bit further ahead in this category. Now, player-wise, you could probably say the Avalanche are good enough in those first two spots to take this category. Or you could go to some of the other teams that maybe have three really solid left wings, such as the St. Louis Blues with Buchnevich, Brandon Saad, and Ivan Barbashev. All guys who had 24-plus goals last year. We're not basing this solely off of stats, but just looking at how things played out last year, taking into account uh, players that were traded to their uh, their current team or signed with their current team, we did factor those stats from last year in as well. Statistically, the St. Louis Blues had the best grouping of left wings in the Central Division with 197 combined points. The Minnesota Wild were second, and uh, they were followed by the Nashville Predators at third place. But it was very tight other than that. And so, you know, just in looking at this grouping altogether, uh, it's a pretty stacked, it's a pretty stacked division in terms of uh, left-wing talent. And so, um Interesting to just look at how all these teams in the division are established in those areas. Now, how do the Wild stack up at the uh, the left wing position? Well, I think very favorably. And so we will dive in to how the Wild stack up amongst their central division opponents when we continue to size up the left wings in the central division next here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. 
Plus, BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening everywhere. You can find all that and more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen today, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL as we get closer to the start of the regular season. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is it crazy to suggest that the Wilds may have the best left wing in the division and a top five second line wing? In the division, well, let's take a look. We looked uh, a little earlier this season uh, as to the uh, the Jay Fresh Twitter profile for best left wings in the NHL, and uh, Kirill Kaprizov ended up winning that poll. And so, I think it's safe to say. I mean, just look at his competition for top spot in the league. Obviously, Landeskog's got to be in that discussion. Uh, you could put Buchnevich up there. You could put Forsberg up there, Robertson up there, Kyle Connor up there. Uh, those would probably be the top of the top for left wings in the Central Division. Kirill Kaprizov, I think, is trending further and further up. And after the season that he just had, I think it's safe to say that he is uh, is the top left wing in the entire division. So Wild are going to get the uh, the benefit of the doubt there. Matt Boldy, I mean, let's just assume that you put Landeskog as second, maybe Forsberg as third, or Robertson as third, and so on and so forth. I think you got to put Matt Boldy in the top 10 as well. I mean what he was able to do in his sec- his first season in the NHL as a 20-year-old is very very impressive and if you assume that he's going to take a massive leap forward this year like he should there's no reason that he can't be another one of those prolific 30-goal scorers that um that can help this wild offense continue to hum and continue to be one of the better offenses in the uh, the division in the conference and so I think you got to look at Matt Boldy as near the top of the list now maybe he doesn't have the pedigree yet of some of these guys who have uh, had plenty of of seasoning in the league now for the stars for example uh, you could probably say that Jason Robertson is at this point better than Matt Boldy but I would say it's close. Um, And so I I would say that the Wilds have two of the top, two of the top 10 probably in the Central Division uh, for left wings. Now, where does Marcus Foligno sit in? I think Marcus Foligno does not get nearly as much credit as he should for what he does to kind of unlock the uh, the Minnesota Wild. And let's let's look at what happened last year. Felino got suspended 
And when he came back, he was just not the same player as he was pre-suspension, and that ended up having an effect on the Wild as well. The year before that, Felino missed some time with an injury, and the Wilds were not the same team until he returned to the lineup. He is, for everything that he adds to this team's mix in terms of defense and physicality, he is extremely important to what this team does for what he adds offensively and what his presence on the ice adds to what this team is trying to do. So I think Marcus Foligno has to be in the at least upper half of left wings in the Central Division. Now, look at some of the the players that he's matching up with as that third-line wing. Andrew Cogliano, uh, Ivan Barbashev, Tanner Janot, Mason Marchment, then some of the uh, the younger players like Jansen Harkins, Andreas Anthonisiu, Nick Ritchie. I think he is probably one of the better players on that list. And so it's safe to say of the of the 32 names here, the Wild have two top 10, three top 15, and then you have a player in Connor Dewar who you're hoping can really put some things together uh, this season with a fully expanded role and being one of the starters on this team. You're hoping that he can develop into a solid player uh, for this team by getting just a, a ton of opportunities uh, this year. So that wild group, I think, is one of the better groupings in this entire division. Top to bottom, you know, you don't have the spots in which you're really relying on players to step up and fill vacancies. You've got pretty established players in those first three spots. And then you have the one kind of, okay, let's see what you got player in Connor Dewar. And if we look at it, and we'll, uh, we'll look more at this when we uh, fully establish the verdict uh, as to uh, where the Wilds stack up and who ends up taking the top spot in the Central. You know, for the Avalanche, you've got uh, two very proven players in Landis Gog and Nishuskin. The Blues have three very established players. The Predators have three. The Stars have three. The Jets, two. The Blackhawks have one. And the Coyotes have three themselves. So you've got a lot of teams that have one spot that they're hoping a player can step in and really provide some good value. The teams that have two, or in the case of Chicago, the team that has one, you know, you're, you're really relying on some players that were either role players or are young, up-and-coming players to fill those spots and to take a lot of minutes and uh, give you some good production. So I think for the fact that the Wild have three and there are some pretty good hopes for what Connor Dewar can add to this lineup, I got to put them near the top of the list. Now, how does the list turn out? We will uh, take a look at that as we finish Today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. 
Continuing to take a look at left wings in the Central Division as we start our sizing up the Central Series that will be running the entire month of August. Who takes the top spot in the Central Division? Well, I'm going to echo what I said kind of in, in looking at what each team brings to the equation. I think if you're looking for one player, you are probably outside of Kirill Kaprizov. You're probably going Landeskog. You may go Valeri Nishuskin. You may go Buchanevich. You may go Forsberg or Jason Robertson. Uh, there are a lot of good options if you're looking for one player to fill a left-wing spot. Um, I think you wouldn't really be going wrong with any of those. Now, if you're looking for two, again, those top two for the Avalanche are just, that's really hard to beat. But the Wild stack up well with those guys. Also, they stack up well with the Blues, top two. They stack up well with the Predators, top two, and so on and so forth. And so I think the depth is what's going to separate these teams. And no offense to Andrew Cogliano. I got to put, for the matter of depth, I got to put the Wild in front of the Avs because of the Marcus Foligno factor. Now, you could go ahead and put the Blues in front because to have three guys that are as capable scorers and are as good as the Blues have in that top three, you could put them in the top spot, and that would be perfectly fine. The Predators, another team that's got to be up near the top of the list, as with the Stars. So I think... I think what I'm going to do is we'll go with the Blues number one. This is going to be a common theme because this Blues offense is very, very deep. Uh, I think I'm going to go Blues one. I will go Wild two. Then I'm going to, I think just because the big separator for me is the age here. The younger, being the the face of your franchise, I'm going to go with the Stars as three, and then I'm going to go Avs four, Predators five, and then beyond that, it's uh, a little bit of a grab bag. I'll go Jets at six, then I will go Coyotes seven, and the Blackhawks at eight, because Chicago has... Chicago has backed up substantially enough that, I mean, you're going to be relying on huge minutes from Anthony Siu, who was like a, he was like a role player for the LA Kings and now is going to be elevated into a more prominent role with Chicago. So I got to put Chicago dead last, but that's part of their plan. That's, that's part of, you know, what they are hoping to do this year is to just be bad and accumulate draft picks, get some high-level players in what's supposed to be a really good draft this year. So, yeah, there are going to be some names that they put on the list that you, you really don't know what to expect. But all in all, just a such a solid grouping of players. And, again even though we're going to see more of Cogliano and Darren Helm, let's not forget Cogliano had a pretty darn good playoff 
playoff series, multiple series, for the Avalanche, and Landis Gog and Nishuskin at the top, that is really hard to beat. But it speaks to, I think, what the Wild are hoping they can get from this group of left wings being what leads this team. Kirill Kaprizov is going to be the leader of this team. Would expect nothing less of that. But with the emergence of Matt Boldy and him furthering what he did in his first season in the NHL, if Marcus Foligno can be consistent now that he has added some offensive punch to his game, you could have two 30-goal scorers, you could have three 20-goal scorers, and maybe four 10-goal scorers on this team at the left-wing position. You're going to have Kirill Kaprizov flirting with 50 goals this year and probably going to have over 110 points. Matt Boldy can be a 30-goal, 70-point player. Um, Marcus Foligno can be, I think, anywhere from a 15 to a 20-goal scorer and get you somewhere between 35 and 40 points. And then Connor Dewar, you know, maybe can be a a 20, 25-point guy um, on the fourth line, depending on how many minutes those guys get. Uh, I think the team likes him enough to want to give him some more opportunities. So maybe if there are some injuries, he floats up in the lineup to fill spots. But main point is that I really like how the Wilds left wings stack up against the rest of the division. Yeah, it's tough to go up against you know the Blues and the Predators who just have so much depth at that spot. And the Stars with, uh, with the Marchment signing you know, have really helped shore up that left wing area as well. But, you know, the Wild are no slouches here. And so uh, even though they did not get the top spot, I, I still think they got to be you know, right up near the top of the list. And that stems from having Kirill Kaprizov be the best left wing in this division. I feel really confident in saying that and that Matt Boldy is a top 10 himself. So, I like where the Wild match up here. Now, some of the other areas are where the Wild are going to be a little bit lower down in the lineup. And we'll, we'll go line combos as well um, with the expected line combos as we get a little closer to the season and as, as we get closer to finishing off this uh, sizing up the Central. So, for the first installment, the Minnesota Wilds, second in my books, uh, a really strong, deep left wing group that the Wilds can uh, can throw at their opponents. And I think that carries weight. So uh, excited to see what those four have in store for the Wild here this season. Now, just to finish up today on the uh, the Kirill Kaprizov front, I uh, did see the, uh, the reports from Michael Russo that Kirill is in the United States um, and got here through Turkey. So, the long off-season nightmare is over. Kaprizov is uh, back stateside, and he will be able to uh, to get himself ready for the season. Uh, still some details to iron out, but uh, from what Russo said on uh, Dan Barrero on KFAN yesterday, sounds like his work visa is extended through the duration of his contract. And so uh, hopefully 
that's the end of this for now. Likely not the end of it for the offseason, but hopefully at least for now, everybody can exhale and just take joy in the fact that uh, the Kirill is here. And uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for today's episode. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen of the day. Make sure to hit up the Lockdown NHL podcast as well, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like Lockdown Wild. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast platforms as we keep you up to date with new episodes all week long. We will continue to size up the Central here over the next few weeks, so make sure to stay with us for that as well. Locked on Wild is part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.